Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. Thank you for taking time to sit with us as we look at the Word of God together. The scriptures, particularly the book of Revelation, are like undiscovered country to many, many believers. They've never really savoured the valuable treasures that are in these words, yet in them we find at least around, around three dimensions. First of all, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, where he says, For the word of God is quick and it is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts. If a man really wants to find out about himself, there is no other place to go than to the Word of God. The Word of God is a revealer. It speaks about who I am, where I am, in terms of my work with God. And that's part of the reason we need to do this. It speaks also about, in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In this dark world, when it's difficult to know exactly where things are, how we are walking, we need the Word of God. And in particular, for the seasons in which we are, a clear understanding of the book of Revelation will help every one of us, not only to discover who we are, it speaks to our preparedness for the events that are unfolding upon the face of the earth. And in the third part, as you find in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it speaks about God equipping us. Equipping us. When we finished the question and answer session, we went through a number of pointed scriptures in Philippians chapter 2, in, Colossians, in, in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, as well as in Philippians chapter 1, about being equipped and being empowered to be able to do the things that God wants us to do. And our earnest expectation as we journey together through this study of the book of Revelation is that you will become acquainted with the sacred truths that have been written in, the book of, in this book of life to make you wise unto salvation through your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And secondly, that with both the instructions and the encouragement that you will get from these scriptures, you will be able to go through the times that we are now, that is now unfolding upon the nations and upon every one of us. But before we start diving deep into the book of Revelation, I want to use the book of Isaiah to lead us into the book of Revelation. Why the book of Isaiah? One, because it shows the consistency in the structure of the script, in the structure of prophetic things. Because if you understand the way the prophecies in the book of Isaiah are laid out, you will see not only the consistency in terms of what has been laid out in the book of Revelation, for one, but secondly, it also enables us to take us into those elements that actually fit into the things that, go, that, that we are going to be speaking to in the book of Revelation. And that's why we are starting this introductory part today with the book of Isaiah. Now, I am not going to go through the book of Isaiah chapter by chapter. As a matter of fact, I'm focusing only on about seven chapters from chapter 6 all the way to chapter 13. 
Because in there, you see a microcosm of the structure that I'm talking about. When you look at Isaiah chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 5, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 5, you will find the beginning of the work of this man of God in terms of what I call the things which he had Mark those words he had seen. Because when you see these words, we will match them with what things you find in the book of Revelation. So that when you understand that, be easy for you to follow. But let's take Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 4. Uh, but take it from verse 1 all the way to probably to the end. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Isaiah chapter 6 from verse 1, King James. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up. Mark the words there. I did what? I so, saw the Lord sitting on his throne. So you can hear, we are focusing on the things that Isaiah had what? Seen. The thing that he had seen. In the first five chapters, he actually was speaking to the way the people had abandoned God. He spoke to the things that were going on there. He couldn't relate it until God brought him into face-to-face contact with him in the manner in which he now saw this. Go on, please. And his train filled the temple. Mm-hmm. Above it stood the seraphim. Mm-hmm. Each one had six wings. Mm-hmm. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, mm-hmm. and with twain he did fly. Mm-hmm. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You can see what happened to this man here. This guy is a prophet. But in full realization of his person, as we spoke in the introduction, the word of God enables you to see yourself. Here he was face to face with the king of glory and he saw his impurity. It was a reflection of what it was that was happening in the land of Israel at that time. That people had a religion, the power of which they denied. In fact, in the manner in which I, I, I wrote it here, you will find that these people... On the outside, they had the temple, they had the sacrifices, they had the laws, all the forms of things they had. But when it came to the real life, their life was a total departure from the things that they were putting energies on. Almost a picture of where we are today. Where the scriptures warned us that in the latter times, men will have a form of religion, but they will deny the power thereof. That was exactly the same kind of situation that this man was. And God brought him face to face with that in saying the things which he had seen. Go on, please. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongue from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who, and who will go for us? So then, you see, God, as it were, 
took somebody out of among them. Mm. Come out of her. It's as, as though he was saying here. Mm. God took mm. one out of her, cleansed her, uh, cleansed him, excuse me, and made him ready to be his representative, his spokesman. Mm. The things which he had seen. The things which he had seen. Mm -hmm. Two sides to that. He had been part of all the mess, <clears throat> part of all the dubious religiousness. In my words, the first appear is, is, is this this first appearing to be holy. Israel appeared to be holy. Israel appeared to be righteous on the outside with their teachings, their religious beliefs, their rituals, their Sabbaths, the days, the, the, the holy days that they observed. But inside them was full of debauchery. In the, totally, totally departed from God. And God picked one man out for him to be a witness. Go on, please. Here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell these people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of these people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, mm. and hear with their ears, mm. and understand with their hearts, and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? First there for a minute. We've seen in those first eight verses, the things which he had seen. God was not going to talk to him about the things which were. If you look at the testimony of Isaiah, it started from Ahaz, King Ahaz, who was the son of Uzziah, and went all the way to King Hezekiah. Probably one of the oldest, I haven't checked that time in terms of the time of his own ministration. Isaiah ministered for 60 years across four different kings. So all the things that were going to be, the things that were at the time of his ministration are the things which, will, which were. And he asked God, how long is it going to be? And God then gave him an answer. Go on. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitants, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. And the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great for forsaking in the midst of the land. So the things that were, that God was speaking to here, were the rising up of the power in the north, Assyria at that time. Mm. Assyria was becoming big. Assyria would do three different invasions of Israel. One of those invasions, they actually expelled all of the people and took them into Assyria. Those were the things that were, that God was speaking to when he asked him how long. All of these things were going to be at a time when Isaiah was still ministering. Now you will see the parallel of this. Why I had to start with this as we go to the book of, of, of Revelation. Because the same key that opens Isaiah, we can use the key to open the book of Revelation. Go on, please. But yet... In it shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten, as a tail tree, as an oak, whose substance is in them. When they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. So there will be a remnant, and the remnant, as he began to speak, spoke about the things which were to come. Now, let me 
try and link up the things that we have spoken to here with the prophecies of Moses. So that you can see that Isaiah actually served as a bridge, not only in terms of the things that the people of Israel had filled God upon, and what God has spoken to in terms of the punishments that we are going to see. Because, as I said, in this very brief summary of Isaiah, we are focusing on about seven chapters, from 6 all the way to 13. But one thing that you will find very, very interesting, when you go to the book of Leviticus, uh, Leviticus chapter 26, I'm building now what was going to be happening to Israel based on the things that God had spoken, that if they failed to obey him, certain things were going to happen to them. You will see in the testimony of Isaiah, he basically replicated those things that God has spoken to. Let's take that Leviticus 24. And, and uh, in this one, 26, excuse me, I, 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 read, I want you to just note that there are certain levels of punishment that God had ordained for Israel that will come upon them when they continue in their sins. These same things are captured in the prophecies of Isaiah as the things that then were going to happen during his tenure. But let's understand those things, and I will show you where they are also in this book of Isaiah. And the whole idea is to let you understand that Isaiah acted as a bridge, letting anyone who will care to understand see that everything that happened to Israel, God had spoken about them before. It doesn't that he just woke up one day and decided to deal with them. And it's important for us in these times, as we look at the book of Revelation, we shall get to it. There's nothing new that God had not spoken to in terms of warning us about the things which will happen upon the face of the earth. The pattern was there in the book of Isaiah. We'll see it again in the book of Revelation. But for this particular case, there were five stages of punishment that God put upon Israel according to the prophecy of Moses. Let's take Leviticus 26 and take, let's, let's take it from verse 14. However, if you do not listen to me or obey all these commands, and if you break my covenant by rejecting my decrees, treating my regulations with contempt, and refusing to obey my commands, I will punish you. Punishment number one. Just note that. If you continue in your ways, I will do what? Punish you. Go on, please. I will bring sudden terror upon you, wasting diseases and burning fever that will cause your eyes to fall, to fail, and your life to ebb away. You will plant your crops in vain because your enemies will eat them. I don't want to get into the details of this because all of the things that we are seeing, pestilences that are burning and coal, we are seeing them now. We are seeing them now. Mm -hmm. Economy, the land said, I will make sure your land doesn't, the economies are failing. You can see parallels to the things that God has spoken by the mouth of Moses happening to Israel. But go on. I will turn against you, and you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you, and you will run even when no one is chasing you. Mm -hmm. And if, in spite of all this, if you in still spite of all me, this, yes, you still disobey me, I will punish you seven times over for your sins. Number two. I will break your proud spirit mm -hmm. by making the skies as unyielding as iron 
and the earth as hard as bronze. All your work will be for nothing, for your land will yield no crops, and your trees will bear no fruits. Mm -hmm. If even then you remain hostile towards me and refuse to obey me, I will inflict disaster on you seven no. times so over for your sake. It is in multiples of seven in terms of crescendo. And I'm showing us this, again, linking us to the centrality of God's commandments. There is nothing that God will judge us about that he has not told us about before. Nothing that he will judge us about that he has not told us about before. And these are the things that, as you look at the book of Isaiah, you will see these things because this same trail of five judgments, I will show you where they stand in the book of Isaiah. Go on, please. I will send wild animals that will rob you of your children mm -hmm. and destroy your livestock. Mm -hmm. Your numbers will dwindle and your roads will be deserted. And if you fail to learn the lessons and continue your hostility towards me, then I myself will be hostile towards you. I'll personally strike you with calamity seven times over for your sin. Number four. Increasing crescendo. Go on, please. I will send armies against you to mm -hmm. carry out the curse of the covenant you have broken. Mm. When you run to your towns for safety, I will send a plague to destroy you there, and you will be handed over to your enemies. Mm -hmm. I will destroy your food supply so that ten women will need only one oven to bake bread for their families. They will ration your food by weight, and though you have food to eat, you will not be satisfied. If, in spite of all this, you still refuse to listen and still remain hostile towards me, then I will give full vest to my hostility. I myself will punish you seven times over for your sins. So you can see that's number five now. Each time that the people failed, he, he raised it. The time they failed, he raised it. The time they failed, he raised it. Now, we'll see this replayed exactly in the chapters that we will look at in the book of Isaiah. And why am I doing this? I'm trying to establish two things. First of all, a structure in the manner in which the prophecies of Isaiah have been laid out. That they are tied, first of all, to things that God has spoken about mm. and they will also lead us into certain things that should allow us to be able to break the book of Revelation open in a way that all of us will understand. Mm. Now, these five things that we saw here, let's see the way they play out in the book of Isaiah. Go on to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 24. Isaiah 5, 24. Uh, 24 and 25. Therefore, as the fire devoured the stubble, and the flame consumed the chaff, and the so their roots shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, mm -hmm. and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Mm -hmm. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he hath stretched forth his hand against them, mm -hmm. and has smitten them, and the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this, his anger is not turned away. For all this... His anger is not turned away, number one. Go but on, his please. hand is stretched out mm -hmm. still. Go on. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far, and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. Mm -hmm. 
none shall be weary nor stumble among them. Now this is God now calling the nations that are going to invade Israel. Fast forward to Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verse 6. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, mm-hmm. and unto us a son is given, mm-hmm. and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, mm-hmm. Counselor, mm-hmm. the Mighty God, mm-hmm. the Everlasting Father, mm-hmm. the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no, no end. end. Yes. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Mm-hmm. The Lord sent a word into Jacob and it had lighted up upon Israel. And all the people shall know, even Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria that say in the pride and stoutness of heart, the bricks are fallen down, mm-hmm. but we will build with huge stones. They said, God said, I've broken, I've broken down the wheels, but they now say, we are going to rebuild these things ourselves. We'll build, go on. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the Lord shall set up the adversaries of raising against him mm-hmm. and join his enemies together. The Syrians before and the Philistines behind, mm-hmm. and they shall devour Israel with open mouth. Mm-hmm. For all this, his anger is not turned away, and what? but his hand is stretched out still. Number two. So we saw in chapter five, we're now seeing, and in between you can see the effrontery mm. that these people were saying, mm. say, you brought these people to destroy us, we will build it again. Mm. We don't need you. Mm. So that, yes, go on, please. For the people turned not unto him that smithed them, mm-hmm. neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the Lord will cut off from Israel, from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. Mm. The ancient and honorable, he is the head and the prophets that teacheth lies, he is the tail. Mm-hmm. For the leaders of these people cause them to err. And they that are led of them are destroyed. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the Lord shall have no joy in their young men. Mm-hmm. Neither shall he have mercy on their fatherless and widows. Mm-hmm. For every one is an hypocrite and an evildoer. And every mouth speaketh fully. For all this, his anger is not turned away. But his hand is stretched out still. Number three. Okay, go on. For wickedness burneth as the fire. It shall devour the briars and thorns, and shall kindle in the thickets of the forest, and they shall mount up like the lifting up of smoke. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts is the land darkened, and the people shall be as the fuel of the fire. No man shall spare his brother, and he shall snatch on the right hand, and be hungry, and he shall eat on the left hand, and they shall not be satisfied. They shall eat every man, the flesh of his own arm, Manasseh, Ephraim, and Ephraim, Manasseh, and there together shall be against Judah. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Number four. If you now go to chapter 10, chapter 10, you will find the fifth one is also spoken to in chapter 10. I have tried to establish something here for all of us. Uh, and I will keep on going back to it so that there is clarity. 
Isaiah, the structure of arrangement of Isaiah, helps us to understand the structure in the manner in which it will be easy for us to open up the book of Revelation. Revelation. We saw what Isaiah had seen, as spoken to in Isaiah chapter 6, when God brought him to the presence of, of God. We saw also what things were in the days of, of, his, ministry, of his ministry. I said, for 60 years, God used him to minister to the entire land. Those were the things that were. But it was important to also establish something that everything that God brought upon Israel, they were not new. God had forewarned them. He had said, if you fail to do this, this is what is going to happen. This is what is going to happen. And as though Isaiah was reminding them, perhaps they had forgotten that, look, all of the things that are happening to you, God has spoken about them before. And that's why we see these same things, the crescendo with which God's judgment was going to be coming, they paralleled the things that had been spoken by Moses in the book of Leviticus. That's why we've gone through all of this. Now, but you will find something very interesting. Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.